Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment women's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Klobova, and I have a special, beautiful guest today. You will see and you will feel so different after the session with her because Amy Biller is someone who truly embodies what is possible when you embody and live your truth and your gifts and she's teaching it to so many others how to truly embody their desires and she's doing it so beautifully and eloquently that I'm really really excited to have her here on show today Amy thank you so much for joining us today Thank you for having me, Petya. And I know that you um, revealed right before I hit the record button where you are in the world, but I also ask you, where would you love to be? And the reason why I ask you, where would you love to be is because I love starting every episode with guided meditation. Each of them is different. But if you're open to that, if you are open to receive a short guided meditation, I would love to guide you through one. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. So um, let's just start with closing our eyes so we can start connecting with our beautiful inner world and starting at taking a deep breath through your nose, breathing in. And out through your mouth, releasing everything that happened today. And when you're breathing in, you're breathing in the lightness and the possibilities. You're breathing in the love and releasing anything and everything else. Taking last deep breath in, feeling the expansion in your body in your shoulders, in your chest, in your belly. And when you release, you release any other signs of resistance or heaviness. Coming back to your regular breath, just really noticing how your body starts naturally relaxing, how your face softens, how your shoulders fall back, how your chest and heart are opening and your belly softening. Everything feels softened and more relaxed. Your legs are heavy and grounded. And when you reach that state that you are feeling fully present and relaxed with right here and right now, 
I would love for you to visualize a beautiful sunrise in Nicaragua. The world is just rising and so are you. You're feeling so happy to be alive and that fresh warm breeze of the morning listening to the trees that are close by the place you're staying at, sipping on your favorite drink. You're preparing for a tour with a guide this morning to take you in the most beautiful nature there. And as you're coming to the Jeep where the guide is waiting for you, this guide asks you, who are you? What is the one thing you want this person to know about you? Not what do you do, but who you really are. What comes to your mind, what comes to your heart that you would tell them? You can share with us. An oracle. Mm, that is so beautiful. And Amy, I know that going on a tour in Nicaragua right now might be more fun than sitting here, but I would love to bring you slowly back. There we go. How are you feeling? Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Some of my um, guests, they don't want to even come back. I had a lady who was like sitting by the fountain in Paris and she was like, let me just enjoy my coffee and my croissant. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> right. I'm like, we have listeners who want to tune in. And it's so beautiful because, you know, each of these um, episodes starts with a short guided meditation. And if people are not driving and they're safe, you know, they can do it with us. Because mm -hmm. each time it takes you to a different place. And each time it's like reconnecting with your soul. So I'm wondering, Amy, what led you onto the journey to truly embrace your gifts as you're embracing them now. Because when I connected with you online, I could truly feel how unapologetic you are about sharing your gifts and teaching others. Then I feel like so many women are struggling with that to really recognize their gifts and share them with others. So how did you discover connected to your gift and how is that you're sharing it so openly? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, what a what a great question because it was a journey for me, absolutely. But the the thing that sort of catapulted me into this world and catalyzed all of this was that um, in 2016 I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, um, and he was born prematurely, and he died when he was 20 days old. And as you can imagine, I was left like heartbroken and devastated. Um, he was my second born child. So I had another one at home mm -hmm. and um, there were so many beautiful synchronicities about his life though, as short as it was that I couldn't really get stuck in the darkness of it. I felt all of the grief, all of it, but I also had to acknowledge like the beauty of it and the gift that he was and the expansion he offered to me. I still find gifts all the time in my perception and my awareness that he um, provided to me by coming and being with me in that way for, for such a short time. And I just felt like it was the, 
the best way that I could love him, the best way that I could honor his life by setting myself free and choosing to be the person that I always kind of knew that I was, but that I, I wasn't allowing myself to be. And in that space of grief also, I really desired, of course, to be connected with him um, as much as possible. And that was that was like the, the carrot that dangled in front of me to allow me to develop my psychic gifts. Like that was my incentive was just to connect with him. And I um, also needed to understand like, why did that happen? And I discovered the Akashic records, I think through listening to somebody else's podcast, I just heard the words and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I need to go in that direction. That's where the answers are. And I learned how to read the Akashic records and I got that question answered for myself. And it was the most healing, the most profoundly healing experience that I've ever had. And from there, it's just grown and evolved. Hmm. That is very powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that no matter how much time passes that the pain, there will always be there just a little bit, you know, and it's, it's beautiful that you're sharing really your life so openly and can find a gift in it. I feel like sometimes, you know, when our heart is blinded by the grief, it's challenging to get out and see something good about it or, or the gift in it or the lesson in it. So it's, it's beautiful that you were able to say like, this happened for me and I get to do something with it. Like I cannot just sit with it. Right. And you had another child there too, that needed the mom there. So I, I feel like that's, that's also a huge drive. So with this, you connected. It's so beautiful because when you look at it, like, it's like these breadcrumbs, right? Like, I believe that Steve Jobs said it when you, you can connect, um, you can understand what is happening in your life, not looking forward, but looking backwards. That's how you can really connect the dots. So I feel like when something happens in our life, we can get overwhelmed with emotions and with so many questions and you were just so resourceful. You were like, there has to be some answers. Let me look at it. So you were studying uh, Akashic records. Mm -hmm. You were developing your psychic abilities. And now we are six years later. How did your life change since then? Since you like follow that guidance into diving deeper in your psychic abilities. Like what about those who are listening to us right now? And they're like, I'm just at the beginning of my journey to try to discover my gifts. For you, I feel like, there was this huge catalyst, Amy, you know, that's, we don't want to bring like catalysts are amazing. And we don't want to bring like, if possible, the big grief and the pain into other people's lives. So how did your life change in the last six years? And then for those who are listening right now, if they don't even know what exactly is that gift for them, how they can reach to it without going through that huge pain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I definitely believe that we all, it's our, it's our birthright. We have psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. And I was not a child. Like I don't consider myself a psychic child. I was sensitive and precocious, but 
uh, I didn't see angels or ghosts or anything like that. I was a very normal child. And I started to have psychic experiences um, when I was 18, but they were just little ones. And I constantly dismissed them constantly. Um, I was always interested in that kind of stuff, but I didn't take myself seriously. And it, that's why I say my, my son connecting with his spirit was like the shiny carrot that I needed because suddenly I had a motivation to basically get over my own ego and my own self-doubt. And it was like, I have to believe because otherwise all I have is this grief. I have to, I have to validate myself. I have to validate the visions that I'm getting um, or the um, visitations from him or the dreams. And I have to let those be enough. And so that started me on a journey of psychic development. Um, but I didn't really, really, really shift my life until 2020, um, January 2020. So I also, I was a midwife um, before too. And so I, I was a midwife while all that happened. And as you can imagine, I continued working as a midwife for two years afterward, but it was very painful, very, very painful. And in 2019, I was working my dream job as a midwife. It was the one I had wanted for years, but I just could feel like this is not what I'm meant for. I'm not meant for this. I am, I am meant to be teaching about the Akashic Records, teaching about psychic development and spiritual awakening. And so I, I made plans to just go, just leave my job and, and start doing readings and start a podcast. And basically I just put one foot in front of the other and I didn't know where it was going to lead. I just kept taking the next step and the next step. And there were many moments of anxiety of like, what am I doing? Am I crazy? Is this going to work? But it has worked. All I, all I've had to do is just keep taking one step. I also have uh, a three and a half year old and a nine month old. So, and I don't have a nanny or anything. Um, so it's possible to do it with the resources that we have as women, as mothers, it's, it's fine. We can do it. You just do it. You, you do what you can do with what you have and let that be enough. And for me, the psychic development piece has been the exact same. Like I just allow myself to receive messages and then I, I, validate them. I believe in them. I don't just disregard them or, or, you know, we all have that voice. That's like, was that even real? Or yes. <laughs> I just, I hear that voice and I'm like, thank you. But I, I believe in myself and I do, um, I do readings. I have clients. I get all kinds of validation now, but it had to start with me validating myself. And what I say about psychic gifts, intuitive gifts is that it's very subtle, symbolic information. It's not like we seldom see this stuff through our eyes or hear it through our physical ears. Some people do, but for most of us, it's um, an inner vision. For myself, it's, I say it's claircognizance, which, which is clear knowing. It's just like, I just know things. And then it usually translates in a vision, which is clairvoyance, but it's in my inner vision. It's not something I'm seeing outside of me. So it's an understanding um, 
and a, a, an ability to see things when I close my eyes. Other people will mainly receive messages through sound, either songs or sounds um, through sentence structures in their mind. So like a thought that comes in that it's different. It's not a thought that you feel yourself assembling. It's a thought that just comes in and you hear it and you choose to believe it. For others, they're clairsentient, which to me is feeling things in your body. So getting information through um, tingles in your arm or, you know, um, somebody I know she gets the back of her neck burns when she's getting information um, or her crown um, starts to tingle. And then we're all empaths as well. We all, all of us can feel and decipher each other's emotions, but we live in a world where there's a lot of trauma. So we often have to build heart walls and that disconnects us from that empathic ability. Um, or we just don't have strong enough boundaries and we're being bombarded all the time with everybody's feelings. And um, so it's a process of playing with it, being present with it, exploring it, validating it for yourself, not needing external validation first to believe in yourself. And then also knowing that it's these tiny, subtle messages. It is, um, you know, they seldom give us the full answer, right? <laughs> we just, like, we get hints of it and we piece it together. And we, it's kind of like interpreting a dream. It's very rare that we wake up and we know exactly what our dream meant we kind of have to sit with the symbology of it and give it time to reveal itself to us. Mm, that is so beautiful, Amy. Thank you so much. And I got like so many like, you know, messages and, and like feelings about it. It's beautiful. And like, first, let me acknowledge you that you continue doing the midwifery. I cannot even imagine after, you know, your baby transitioning, you still supporting other moms. It's wow. It's very courageous and very brave, you know, to continue, keep supporting other women when you are in a pain. So that is very admirable. And uh, one thing that you said, you said many, but uh, when you said like, I wasn't born like with these psychic abilities, I wasn't like, I was born and I knew, right? Like some, so, some people, they're like, well, I was born an entrepreneur because when I was a little boy or girl, I was selling the stones from the neighbors back to the neighbors, right? I was like, yeah, I didn't do that. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur and look at me now, right? <laughs> so it's like, it, it, we, we are guided back to our path, right? So what yeah. I'm hearing, it's like, you did have these um, like hints and, you know, like invitations. And when you started to listen, it started to like come even more. And I feel like so often we have these intuitive nudges and we are like, no, I'm crazy. No, I shouldn't do that, right? I always follow them no matter where it guides me. And I'm always so happy that it is. It's just like this idea, like I want to go to Bali or I want to host a retreat in Tulum and then I host it and then I move there, right? And I never planned to be in, in Tulum. So it's like listening to these nudges. But when you said you were 18 and you started to have like psychic abilities, what was that for you? Like when you were at that young age, when did you start like paying attention? Because how do you know if something is just idea coming from your mind, you know, or idea that you receive from somewhere else? Because yes, we are empaths and we can feel other people's feelings, but some of us can also like 
feel, hear other people's thoughts, how do you know it's yours and that it's psychic ability versus anything else? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, the way that it came through was that it came through a lot of dreams. I had dreams that, you know, like, um, for example, I, I would dream something it was really regular, like being in the interior of an apartment. And I wouldn't really think anything of it until years later, my sister moved into that apartment. And it was like in, in, a, in Toronto, Ontario. So it's a huge city. I'd never seen it before, but I had been there in my dream. So it was kind of things like that. But it was also, um, I'm a channel. So I have information, a channel and an oracle. So what that means to me is I just get information and it's not personally for me per se, it's for the collective um, or for somebody else. And one of the first experiences I had was um, I was just going on a walk when I think I was maybe about 20 years old and I suddenly got this understanding of infinity and the structure of the universe and it sh it showed itself to me it's very hard to describe it was like <laughs> circles within circles within circles like the is the structure of everything and i definitely at 20 years old that was not me making like I was nowhere near that level of understanding and comprehension. It was a completely, um, it completely expanded me instantaneously. So I get things like that and I call them downloads where just like a complete understanding just drops right into my crown. And I knew that that was not me. I didn't conjure that up. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, I, I think it's just like that. It's like, but I could have, and I certainly did for over 10 years, just dismissed all of those things. Like I remember them happening, but I would find that, that unworthiness piece inside of me that was like, hmm. you can't, that can't actually be like, I'm not that special or why would that information come to me? And I would dismiss it. Um, and it, it just took until my son passed away for me to, and I think it was just the age I was at and I was ready to be like, no, these things are real. And if I want to go down this path, I have to choose it. I have to choose it. Wow. I have goosebumps like all over. And also I wanted to share with you, Amy, and you don't need a validation at all, but you also share something on the air that I needed to hear that was like unrelated to anything. But you said like, I have a three and a half year old. I have a nine month old. I don't have anyone to helping me. You can do it. And we are getting ready to get pregnant this year. And last few months, I just freezed, you know, like, I just feel like I build this like big wall around me. I'm like, I don't know if I can take any more clients. I don't know if I can plan a retreat. I don't know if we can travel, you know, like in fall, because I don't know if I'm pregnant or not. And, um, I just got scared because it's completely unknown. And mm. uh, I just feel like I was really questioning, can I really do this? Can I be an amazing wife? Can I be an amazing coach? Can I do retreats? Can I be present mom? Because for me, like even years ago when I was in college, like I'm not like the, the mommy type, you know, like woman who sees like uh, a little baby and they get super excited. I get super excited about puppies. 
you know, <laughs> but I was never like, oh my God, there is a baby, right? But like I said in a college, I want to have like a freedom so I can be at home with kids. Mm-hmm. And back then I like forget being entrepreneur or anything. So now I'm entrepreneur. I'm like, can I handle this? My business, it's so successful. My team is growing. My business is growing. And I'm telling you last few months, I like completely freeze and I'm like blocked around myself. I'm like putting down the walls now. I'm like, okay, Petya, you can do it, breathe through it. But the message, what you said, it's exactly what I needed to hear. Like, yes, you can do it. Yes, you can create an impact. Yes, you can be entrepreneur. Yes, you can be present mom. Because of course you can run a business, right? But are you going to be really present to what matters the most? We have our businesses, yes, to impact others but we need to start our closest one. Mm-hmm. So thank you for channeling a message for me too, Amy. I love that. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> I so appreciate you. I know you didn't need the validation and I wanted to share it because when something comes through you, it's just, it's beautiful. You know, when, when you say exactly what is needed for the person who is with you. So I appreciate that very much personally. And I'm very curious, you know, because I believe that each and every one of us has this intuition, especially women. Like we are coming from like the queens and the witches and, you know, like the powerful beings that were shut down, you know, like you're way too emotional, you're crazy, you talk too much, like so many things. And I got also goosebumps when you say like, I felt unworthy. I felt like I'm not special. And that's usually like my thing. Like I always say, like, I'm not special, you know? So it's just like the things you're saying so deeply resonate with me. Can anyone um, develop psychic abilities? Because I do believe each and every one of us have intuition, whether we allow it to talk it to us or not. But is intuition psychic ability or is it a different thing? Yeah, I mean, the way that it feels to me is like intuition is the first layer it's a little bit more in our body and it's a little bit more around um, survival or choices. Whereas psychic abilities is like getting information on behalf of somebody else or um, information, like I said, like just downloads of understanding or something like that. So, but I believe that we all have access to both. Uh, One of the things that I did last year is I co-wrote a book. Um, I channeled a bunch of transmissions called the priestess transmissions and it's about women being priestesses so like when you were saying about like the queens and the witches and you know powerful women we are very powerful and the information that came through there is that we have these psychic abilities and they come mostly through our chakras our main chakras but also accessory chakras that we're not really used to hearing about and that they've been dormant for a long time and they've been dormant because we haven't been safe to use them so they kind of just went to sleep like seeds under the ground, but the, the seeds are growing now. It's time for us to flower and we can develop them. And the first step, I really think like the most powerful step is to acknowledge our worthiness and our, our that we are special, that we are powerful, because when you're rooted in that place, even those tiny little, you know, little intuitive hits or little psychic, you know, say, for example, you have a sense that um, your friend is having a hard time. You haven't spoken to her in 
a few months. So you don't really know, but she just, she's on your mind, she's in your thoughts. And you're like, I really feel like I need to reach out to her. And you call her and you find out that, yeah, work is really hard and her marriage is strained and, you know, whatever. Like that's a psychic thing. And, and it seems like not a big deal, like just an everyday experience. But when you're anchored in your own worthiness, you kind of, it lands, you know, it lands in you. You know that that was important and that that's just like the tip of the iceberg of what mm. you're capable of. Mm. And so I, I really am absolutely certain that we all are able to develop, to develop psychic abilities, but especially women, we have a really powerful direct channel to um, the higher realms. Mm, that's beautiful. So I'm wondering, Amy, how can we step into that fully into that worthiness and feeling special because yes there are the affirmations and all these things but if you really don't believe it how do you change that how you embody and step into that worthiness and feeling special what helped you on your journey yeah let me see i mean it's an ongoing process like i'm constantly stepping into it more and more deeply and when I started out my business, I felt very much like, who would ever, why would anyone ever get a reading with me? Even though I knew I could do really great readings, I, I felt like, why would anyone choose me? And now that's not an issue at all. So again, I think it's all compound effects. It's like, you just, you just, you choose your worthiness again today and you choose it again today. And even when you come up against a trigger, because we're all we've all had suboptimal childhoods, even those who had really wonderful childhoods. We had experiences where a teacher said something, you know, unkind and diminishing or another um, child, a friend, a sibling, or our parents. Some of us have gone through really terrible things. And so we are going to come up against those stories. And the purpose isn't for us to stay small the reason we come up against those stories is so we can reevaluate them. Is that actually true? Or was that just another traumatized person saying something to me out of their own trauma? Is this true? Do I have to choose to believe it? And I, I'm really, I used to be so impatient in my younger years. Like I wanted the big results right away. I want, like, I wanted to be like fully psychically turned on now. <laughs> and what I realize now and appreciate in my, um, you know, advancing age is that those little compound effects that's what does it it's it's the same as anybody who wants to work out you're not going to suddenly transform your body in in a month you'll make a gain but it's it's when you incorporate it into your life and you make room for it you keep choosing it you keep choosing your worthiness you keep choosing the path that your soul is calling you on you keep choosing your psychic development every day in those um, small but intentional ways, you will get there. I promise. I am living proof. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I love that, you know, because sometimes we are like, I want this now, but are you really ready for it? Like if yeah. you would have given me five years ago, what I have now, I would screw it up. Let me be honest. You totally. know? I, I didn't have the energetic bandwidth for it. I couldn't hold it. Like I could not, right? And it's not because 
I see myself as less than, but I really see these compound effects, you know, like you can hold this and do this. And then you go from one client to three clients, to 10 clients, to serving hundreds and thousands of people because you are growing and they're growing with you. So I'm so excited for you, Amy, and the impact that you're really creating. So one last question for the person who is listening right now, and she is wondering, how can she go even deeper in her gifts? What is the one thing you would like her to know? I think the one thing is that devotion to to yourself as a temple, Mm -hmm. like seeing yourself as a priestess and you are a temple for higher information. If you are in devotion to yourself every day, then it will happen. You keep giving me goosebumps, Amy. (laughs) So beautiful. I so appreciate you. And I know I connected with you on Instagram, my favorite place. But is there (laughs) any other place that you would like people to connect with you and learn about you more and your gifts and your offerings? Yeah, I have a podcast called Third Eye Awakening and it is about spiritual and psychic awakening and you will be coming on as a guest soon. (laughs) And um, I also have a website, amybelair.com. And I also have a free private Facebook group called Soul Space on, yeah, on Facebook. Come join. It's a, it's a beautiful family. It's a very safe place to explore all of these topics. Mm, that is beautiful. I love that so much. Amy, thank you for today. And thank you for what you're really embodying, you know, like your energy and your work really show what is possible when we step into our gifts and our truth and when we allow ourselves to be who we really are. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you so much, Petya. Thank you.